0: Hi, I'm Greg Dean. On the 20th of March, 2020, the Australian government closed its borders to the outside world, locking Australian residents inside its borders, preventing them from leaving. 18 months on into the COVID pandemic and the Australian government has tightened its grip on Australian citizens with no end in sight. There are over 34,000 residents who cannot gain permission to come back home But there are also Australians who have become lost and forgotten, who have paid upwards of $10,000 for visas for their partners they met abroad. While the Queensland Premier grants herself permission to travel to Japan to enjoy the Olympics, travel numbers into Australia have been dramatically slashed. Australians are now being denied the right to again meet with their partners. While the rest of the world opens up, Australians now suffer endless fatigue, anxiety and depression under the forced, tight control of its government. This podcast series follows the stories of those who have been denied the right to bring their loved ones home. These Australians who built strong relationships with their partners they met abroad and have been denied the right to meet their loved one again while politicians, celebrities and sports stars are able to travel freely. Today we introduce you to Thomas, who met his partner while living abroad and now has not seen his partner in well over a year. It
1: it certainly hasn't been easy.
0: Tell me about it, I'd love to hear your story
1: yeah sure um so i was uh working over in the united states um in 2019 2020 uh just a one-year stint over there which was coming to a close at the end of march in 2020 um just as the, the pandemic started to hit and um while i was over there i met met my partner um and we had a had a couple of months worth of um really getting to know each other well and and, and getting along really well um, and then uh, i had to finish up and uh, my work over there and, and come back to australia uh, it was actually cut just a week short uh, because of the pandemic um, borders were closing and had to to pack up and get it one week early um, but didn't lose too much of my time over there which was good um, and then arrived back here and into quarantine um and uh continued to, to to chat with my partner every day um and and things actually progressed further we had we had talked about sort of um just calling it off when i was coming back to australia but then uh once i got back here we we continued to talk every day one or two hours every day um and and we really um the relationship continued to progress and we thought that uh the whole covid situation would be over pretty quickly and we'd be able to get her over to australia by by june maybe july of 2020 um and and of course that didn't happen um and, and things started to really look pretty dire with with trying to get her over so we uh looked into um, you know, trying to get an exemption for her and, and, and looking at everything that was required and it was quite a, quite a lot of things um, needed. So we started the process of trying to um, uh, establish a, a registered relationship and, and, um, and, and do those sorts of things to try and prove our relationship even though we'd only been together for a couple of months um in the us and that's when i came across uh, various groups on facebook which I, I signed up to joined in and started to learn what other people were experiencing and <clears throat> how they were navigating uh, exemptions and visas and all of that sort of thing learned a lot out of those groups which was really handy um and 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 still going on from month to month we I'd hoped things would, would get easier, and it's just just drawn out now. And it's uh, yeah, been over fifteen months since we've we've been together, um, but the the relationship's grown, um, which is great. But there, there's been their moments, uh, there's been moments of, of arguments and sadness and tears and and all that sort of thing. Um, both, both my partner and I suffer some with some um, mental health issues, uh, pre-existing, you know, going back years. Um, and this whole situation has not helped with that at all. Um, it's, it's brought back some issues for both of us, which has uh, has seen us going back to seeking our professional help. Um, and uh, yeah, and we've. Put that into our exemption request, saying it's it's having a significant effect, um, but it's not doesn't doesn't really make any uh, any
0: difference. So where where did you first meet? Like, tell me about that first moment. Where did you first meet?
1: Um, we uh, first met um, just through a dating app. Um, mm-hmm. So nothing nothing exciting, um, but uh, we we'd both been on the scene for a little while and, um, and sort of on, even on the first date, we, we really clicked, um, and, and spent every, every second day together, uh, until I left. Um, so that was in, uh, in Washington DC in the U S, uh, we were living only about two blocks apart. It took 10 months before I actually came across her. Um, and yeah, so unfortunate we didn't meet earlier on in my um, time over there.
0: Then you were there together for approximately two months. You've then flown back to Australia as COVID was hitting. And yeah. then what happened with your work? Did you, were you able to work from home? Was there a pause on the type of work you were doing?
1: Um, I've, I've been able to work from home uh, for the entire year, which is great. Uh, same with my partner. She's been working from home. Uh, the the whole year um uh just just I guess I live in Melbourne um, in and out of the lockdowns um so just just going back and forth between home uh, work at home and, and work in the office
0: being that the case you realistically you could live anywhere if you're able to work from home <laughs> you you realistically could you know live there or she could you know uh, live here but everybody's yes. been paused meaning you're yeah. isolated you're alone and all you're doing is work working and your home has become your workplace, your sanctuary has become your workplace, which has some positives and negatives. But the negatives yeah. uh, have been just – it's it's an invasion of your space and there's no outlet.
1: Yeah, well, there's, there's a few layers to all that. Um, <laughs> the uh, As far as outlets go, I'm a, I'm a keen um, uh, martial artist and I – I that, I use that as an outlet. Um to, with the lockdowns in Melbourne, not being able to get out and, and do that training and socialise and um and and play that those sports that I do, that's that has been difficult. Um in terms of, of working from wherever, yeah. I actually got sufficient leave to to actually travel over to the US. Um, I have an exemption to travel over to the US because I um, come under the classification of usually resident over there. So this whole time I have been able to leave, but I have not because um, I, I actually have two children here in Australia um, who – who I yeah look after 50 percent of the time I could leave I could go to the US if I could go and come back within you know four, five six weeks it would be okay. it would be acceptable. Um, but with with the travel caps which today have been halved, um the chances of me getting back to look after my kids are, are very slim, I would become one of the. 30,000, 40,000 are, that are trapped overseas.
0: What visa have you applied for with uh, your partner?
1: Initially, early on, uh, we had wanted her to come over on a uh, the 600 visa um, so as a tourist um, and, and just suss out living over here, living with children, all those sorts of things. Um, and that was earlier on in the relationship as well um and so uh, we, we we did apply for that that is still pending um, in the meantime she was able to apply for an ETA which was granted so she, she could travel on that 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 short time uh, short-term tourist visa um and since only only this week in fact uh, we applied for the 300 pmV um, visa because we had we uh, over, I guess, over the time, over FaceTime, over yeah, long-distance relationship, we have talked about future plans and and marriage and all that sort of thing. Um, and and we have been able to progress the relationship sufficiently to both be that committed that we that, that's what we both want.
0: So tell us uh, about the exemption process because I'm going through the same problem where I have no guidance and I have a partner who is getting more and more depressed overseas and gets very stuck. I'm uh, at times financially supporting her when uh, you know, her work has been shut down. I would find it a lot easier if she was here. I've known her since 2014 and going back and forth on multiple holidays just to make sure that because I've observed Australia being so strict on people coming here, even on a tourist visa, I wanted to make sure that I ticked every little box that they couldn't um, argue with, met each other's family, traveled to each other's country, traveled abroad, made, uh, you know, um, amazing memories with, uh, you know, perfect photos and just did all of those things just to find that, there was no guidance with now uh, applying for a travel exemption just to get her here. For a visa that you know I'd paid seven and a half thousand dollars for plus three thousand dollars for a migration agent. So I wanted to kind of get your process on the you know visa, exemption process or the travel exemption process what you've been doing and how what happens when you get knocked back and how you feel about that
1: early days i'm talking uh, november december 2020 um i we, we put in some exemption requests which were very basic um only a few pages with a few few pieces of evidence um and and they all got knocked back and that was disappointing and then um only put in about maybe about three uh one under compassionate and and maybe two under family and then um looked at uh, again going back to the facebook pages um with people undergoing the you know going through the same process realized the um extent of what people had been submitting um it was it was pretty disappointing that um had to go out to other people in the community to find this information out it was difficult to find things out from um, the department of home affairs they're not very helpful whatsoever um that no direct contact uh that you can get assistance with this sort of thing you, you can't get f- feedback on your requests um and so yeah after getting um uh, just, just seeing what kinds of things others were doing, um, and, and getting uh, ideas from those groups, um, we constructed a much uh, better, I, th- I believe, exemption uh, with a lot more evidence, um, uh, in, in excess of one hundred and ten pages uh, worth of um, evidence and and explanations, um, and then and then began resubmitting, but still ran into the same issue. Uh, just getting knocked back with a, a, a generic response from the department um, with no indication of, of what they actually required um, and went through the process of, of chasing down a freedom of information um, uh, to, to, to get a better idea of what's missing and essentially it, it comes down to having not lived together um, that, that requirement that, uh, that I think a lot of people are stumbling on. Is is what's uh, stopping
0: us? How many hours did it take you to compile the detailed list of documents that you had seen others submit, and what you believed you had to submit in order to meet those requirements? So, one hundred and ten yeah, pages worth yeah. of documents. How many? How many hours did that personally take you? That,
1: that's that, that's got to be um, it'd be thirty hours, I'd say. Um,
0: thirty hours. Things. Yeah. Plus the application, submitting um, the application.
1: Exactly, um, it, it, it is quite frustrating that each time you need to submit everything again. Um, if their process was such that you submit once and then they say, oh, you're missing this, this and this, can you submit that? I think much like the, the visa application is, is more like that. Um, that would, that would make things faster at uh, the, the person applying's end, but also make things faster at the department's end. Uh, they wouldn't need someone to, to go over the entire application again. So they're, they're really just wasting taxpayer dollars um, by doing that. Um, and, and and the person putting in the application.
0: I honestly can't see an end in sight uh, for the pandemic, uh, even with vaccinations underway, unless there's a situation where globally we just accept this is now a new virus and there are multiple coronaviruses already in existence in human society and in animal society. But... When it comes to this virus, Australia has taken an ultra-conservative viewpoint, which I respected in the beginning, where I said, great, let's just lock it down. This is just for a little while. We'll work from home. I bought the propaganda of we're all in this together, you know, that nice music that was playing on the TV. And then slowly I realised that the... Um, The restrictions that were being put in place were slowly going to potentially may be made semi-permanent and just to slowly creep in on our society. And I don't know where you're at with this, with your family and friends and, you know, the general social circle, but I feel when I'm wanting to speak up about it, I get that, oh, you, yeah, that must be bad, but how many other people have died from this virus or how many other people could get sick from this virus. Um, we've got to keep everybody else safe. But my feeling, my un- not just feeling, but my understanding, my intuition tells me that there's a lot more we could have done because you and I are taxpayers just like everybody else. And while they're all protected and they're with their families, we're denied that very basic right.
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I've been, uh, I agree at the beginning of everything. Uh, It was probably, it was, you know, the right thing to do was to shut everything down um, until the the vaccines were developed, um, until we understood the virus better. And that, I, I was very frustrated that I couldn't be with my partner in that time, but I understood do that; those things needed to happen, um, but it became quite evident when we we started to take a long time to approve the vaccines um, that there wasn't there wasn't a sense of urgency in Australia um, to do that. And and from that moment, I, I knew there was going to be an issue with getting borders open as well, and and people seeing their partners. Um, not to mention at that at about that time, December twenty twenty was uh, you know promises of getting all the stranded uh, Australians home by Christmas, and they they still haven't now seven months on. And so there's there's a real feeling that Australia, uh, for me, and and I'm seeing uh, more and more people also agree with this that Australia is getting left behind. Uh, the world's starting to move on, and we are not. Um, I'm happy about one thing, and that's that I've been saying many things about Australia's slowness and the issues associated with that for many months, um, and I guess now, and, and been fighting against family and friends um, who've disagreed, most of them, 99% of them have disagreed with a lot of what I've said, but now it's, it's probably only down to 50% of them disagree. I'm hoping that's a general indicator for the rest of the the Australian public who are are getting ready to to um, accept that we need to live with COVID. I, I think that change is happening. I wish it had happened faster, um, but yeah, there's a little bit of hope there.
0: And have you happened to see? videos of how other countries are now opening their borders. I personally have seen airport videos, one posted recently on the Partners Apart page showing the difference between a Moscow airport and a Melbourne airport. And, uh, you know, it was busy. Uh, Melbourne, uh, it was not busy. It was very quiet. Yes. I don't know what to make of it. It's just I can't see any other country doing quite what we are doing and keeping us all enclosed and locked and blocked from the outside world.
1: Yeah. Well, there's North Korea, of course. Oh, Um, there is. (laughs) That's true, right? There's there's Japan in the 1600s. Um, Yeah, it's terrible that we're, we're now behaving like that. Um, and, and the mentality in the general public population is, is uh, to, to close everything down um, and the government will do just what, whatever the majority wants. Um, they, they, the government started this idea that we want to close everything down and we want to be okay with it. And regardless of whether they want to open up again or not, they've got to do what the, the public wants if they want to get re-elected. Um, so it's it's pretty terrible to be powerless and at the mercy of of, of the government like that. Um, is speaking with my partner over the over the you know the 15 months, and she's seen the way the US has dealt with things. And obviously, early days it was really terrible, um, and and I think uh, everyone did poke a bit of fun at the US because they, they they did pretty much stuff up, and that's that a lot of that came down to their leader at the time. Um, but it's it's sort of flipped around now, and then the US is starting to open up. They're doing great a great job with the vaccine uh vaccine rollout um and and my partner's back to not wearing masks indoors she's fully vaccinated uh she's starting to go back into work um everything's starting to feel really good there and and meanwhile in australia we're still in you know half the country's in lockdown right now so australia is starting to become the the country that others are looking at and, and laughing at um because mm-hmm. of how pathetic we're doing
0: me, personally, I feel like a number, uh, just a statistic. Just, you know, a, my it wouldn't matter if I disappeared off the face of the planet except for the fact I'm no longer paying tax. That's how I would perceive that the government uh, government bodies view me, just a, a blip on the screen. And when I submit my application, I'm just considered a nuisance, just another piece of paperwork that somebody has to open up when they turn on their computer in the morning.
1: Yeah, no, I feel much the same way, Um, and... You, and submitting those exemptions, they go to people that are probably not qualified to really, like if you put an exemption in under compassionate grounds, they're not qualified to make that assessment. Whether your, say, your mental health um, could be really, really suffering, um, you know, your p- partner may be fully vaccinated and be a, a very, very, very tiny risk um, to the Australian uh, public's health. So when they make the assessment that the risk to the to the public is higher than the risk to your own health, I, I don't believe they're qualified to make that assessment, and I don't believe they're making that assessment correctly. Um, and and that comes back to the wider um, or the broader problem of what's always quoted, which is that the the health the health advice is. Um, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure that the, the health advice or the people uh, making these choices are really looking at the, the m- mental health implications, because um, going back to your, your question about how I feel, um, you know, I've gone through uh, bouts of, of depression and um, feeling pretty pretty shit to the point where I've had to go and see specialists, and that's, that's certainly helped. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if, if something worse could have happened to me. Certainly, worse than getting uh, COVID. Um, and but I, I guess that that some of that help has worked. And now I'm just just angry. I'm pretty much just angry all the time. That's how I feel.
0: What are you angry about? Essentially,
1: stupid uh, decisions by the government. Things that are based on winning votes or. Um, or saving face or just not not making decisions not not having a plan there's, there's absolutely no plan of getting out of this and that's that's one of the uh, most frustrating things um it'd be great to be able to plan when we could see our partners um even if it's 6 months off having a plan would still be great um you can plan you know buying houses or or travelling to to over over to see their family or them coming here or whatever else uh, careers jobs you could actually make a plan based around those things um not having one is you just again you just feel like that number and you just you just ticking off days as they slowly go by
0: because you can't plan anything on a calendar you just can't say to her I will see you on this date or I'm going to help you to do this. We'll book your flights on this date. There's literally yeah. no way to plan to see each other again. It's up in the abyss and if you don't hold on to it, nobody else will. So if you break up, for example, well, the government won't care. You know, your your no. life and your autonomy is only up to you and your willpower. And that's you know, that's the anger that will drive you. And it certainly drives me every single day. It passes me right off. Yep. So, where to from here then?
1: Keep, keep spreading the word. Um, keep, keep writing to politicians. Keep, uh, keep doing podcasts. Keep, um, I guess it, it certainly helps to to have a group of like-minded people to not um, feel alone that you're you the only one that's been isolated from your family. Um, and I guess being in those groups, you can come across uh, things that might make you a little bit more angry for that day um, and you might not agree with. But I think in general, it, it certainly Helps to um to have that the common sort of ground with people, um. But on a more personal level, it's uh like I had said earlier. The my relationship has progressed significantly, um, even though it's been long distance, um, and you know I think and I and and everyone else in in a similar situation should try and continue to build that strong foundation with their partner, um, do everything they can to, you know, have date nights and um, do things together, do activities together. Don't just talk, cook, watch a movie, do all those fun things. Um, you know, talk about aspirational things you want to achieve together um, and, and just just build up that foundation so that once, once you can actually reunite, that you're just as strong as you have ever been. Um, but plus, plus having that proximity and closeness and being able to uh, you know, reach out and touch each other again.
0: You know, whether it goes anywhere, whether it gets 10, 15 views, who knows? It could boom. It could go somewhere. It's just better to do something than nothing. And, um, you know, and just going kind to of share it as much as possible.
1: Yeah, no, it's all, it's all it's all part of that feeling like you've got some power some control mm. is, is certainly helpful um but i you know i think what you're doing is great uh, i don't don't know have, have the technical skills or the interview skills to be able to do anything like that myself but uh so you know every, every little bit might count towards something so
0: my name is greg dean you can find out more about explore life on youtube at explore life films